the way I conceptualize why I love family medicine is I feel like there is, in every specialty, there is room for empathy. And I feel like in family medicine, you are allowed and given the space for a lot of empathy. Say, kid. What up? What do you want to be when you grow up? I can kind of hear it. I can turn it up. I say it's like what do you want what do you want to be what do you sounds very loud not important I'm excited to be back there you go that's what I'm talking about (laughs) team song sucks anyways who cares hit it Santana welcome back everyone to another episode of becoming a doctor the podcast <laughs> where two fourth year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about medical school. Now, I know Santana, <laughs> I know what the listeners are thinking right now. Why does Santana sound like he's on a different planet? <laughs> it's because we're recording this podcast across the United States. Yeah, I'm calling in from an undisclosed, undisclosed location. Maybe in a bunker deep underground. That's why I sound so terrible. I'll never say. Don't tell them. You're in Seattle, Washington right now. Oh, dude. <laughs> You're blowing my cover. Normally, we're, we, like, we like to record six feet apart, but today we're... How many miles apart, do you think? Uh, 1,000. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how far are we i would guess 1000 look it up google I'm pretty, it we're i'm both, pretty confident we're both, in that. we're both on our computers we're zooming so we can see each other for this podcast seattle yeah, oh how, boy how far dude i can't believe you spilled the beans immediately i'm so sorry it's a 23 hour drive 24 hour drive oh it's one it's 1600 miles 1600 miles away we're podcasting yeah did you, you say take i-90 1600 mamma mia <laughs> <laughs> that is what i said that is what i said that's so far away i i feel like you're on a different planet <laughs> oh boy i sure did miss this <laughs> the bad news about you being in seattle is you don't have any sounder privileges so i am complete control of the sounder right now you know what that yeah, means but more jokes ah waka 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 <laughs> oh boy i'm so excited about it <laughs> oh anyways anyways i'm your host santana sanchez i'm your co-host kevin gale <laughs> and you can find this podcast on apple podcast spotify at becomingadocpod.com and on Twitter at becomingadocpod. There's so many ways to, you know, listen to this amazing content. <laughs> Hard to miss it. Hard uh, to miss. I know you guys have been thirsting for content. I feel like we've been away for, I don't know, years. Yeah, we, we have been away. We have a lot to catch up on. That's why this podcast is going to be 10 out of 10 for sure. 10 out of 10. Speaking uh, of... Maybe even 11 out of 10. That's impossible, dude. Don't get it. Don't get oh. crazy. Um, okay, so what's our first segment? 
uh, we can do a segment on the rotation review. I just finished a rotation. Wait a sec. Rotation review. <laughs> Thank you. This is just a lot less fun when you're in Seattle. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not the same. Not the same. Uh, I'm here in my in this apartment all by myself. All right. It's like Zoom well, school, right? Everything I is know, worse. Dude. You know, some you take something fun and it makes it worse. Exactly. Exactly. Uh yeah. But I say we just push through, you know. Yes. The fans, they need it. They need it. Give me the ro ro rotation review. So I finished my rotation, my one month rotation in cardiology. Wow. Are you thinking about becoming a cardiologist? I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm thinking anymore. I'm very conflicted. Do you know I, what you're so going to go to residency for? In are you that? Are you still on track for that? I'm still on track. Internal medicine, it's the best. All the other specialties, can you know? Uh, Hit the road. I don't know, go kick rocks. Go kick rocks. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not confused on that. Tell no, me about the no cardiology way. residency, though. Uh, the rotation, cardiology, cardiology heart doctors yes uh, you know we try to limit our jargon here on batter say what bat, bat. uh <laughs> uh doctors of the heart so they uh i was at the university of minnesota they do a consult service so anybody that's admitted to the hospital that then has problems with their heart they uh their doctors send a little message to the cardiologist, which was me. Um, and it's like, Hey, can you help us with X, Y, Z problem? Or like, give us some advice on how to deal with X, Y, Z problem. Um, and I believe this is my first time being on a consult service, consultation service. Oh no, that's not true. I did it in the past. This is my most extended experience on a consult service. Um, and initially I thought it was really boring, you know, yeah, answer the question. Usually it's pretty straightforward. They just kind of wanted some, uh, the primary team just wants some reassurance that they're doing the right thing. Um, from the heart experts. But from the heart experts. You know, people are nervous. It's the heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I did end up really liking it, and I feel like I learned a lot. So, hence I'm conflicted. Hence I'm conflicted. Wait, hence you're conflicted on... Maybe thinking about cardiology? Is that what you're saying? or just Cardi- Yeah, cardiology or, you know, prior to this, I was dead set on not doing a consult, not having a career where consults would be um, a primary focus of my practice. But now, I think it's kind of cool. You get more time to meet with a patient. Um, generally, you get more time to meet with a patient. You get more time to, like, um, if you need to, look up. Uh, some data, expert consensus on what to do. Um, and I feel like I was able to just really um, get uh, get a much better understanding of this specific part of medicine. And maybe, now that I've already had this experience, if I were to go back to it later in residency, I'd be like, oh, I already learned all this stuff. And I will return to thinking, oh, it's kind of boring because it is so, so specialized. But I don't know. I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. What's the I and you're never you're at least for this service I was never on call I was never there in the middle of the night <laughs> you know the bonuses the bonus things 
exactly. Uh, I have two questions for you. First off, don't I don't know this. I'm asking you. During re- internal uh-huh. medicine residency, when we go to the hospital, don't we do a cardiology consult rotation and a ICU rotation and a nephrology rotation? You know, don't we do those? And isn't every internal medicine residents do rotations like that? Um, I don't know. I think it probably depends on the program, but I would assume that, yeah, you do at least a month of some type of cardiology. It is like, you know, so fundamental, like it's so many internal medicine patients have heart disease of some kind. Right. Right. We didn't have internal medicine residents on my service. We had a family medicine resident for a little bit, but Hmm. at least at the U they don't do this particular service. Well, I'm just thinking you don't need to f- figure out whether you want to do a consult service or cardiology service. Like, that's three <laughs> years later, right? Right. Exactly. So true. Why I got you, time. Yeah. Why are you putting uh, Live in the moment, dude. Dude. Dog. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Uh, second question was, did you learn how to read EKGs during this rotation? Oh. I still have work to do. Ooh, embarrassing. Yeah, dude. Easy peasy. You look at the P waves. You look at the QRS. You get out your calipers. Did you really? Do you feel pretty conf- or do you feel a lot more confident after the month of, of cardiology? Um, uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, um, I felt decently good about it, you know, seeing all the basic stuff prior to. I feel like our boy, Nursi Nakoktar, did a great job. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Nakoktar. Shout out, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. One of the best in the biz. We gotta get him on the pod. <laughs> we gotta. He's our new white whale. Uh, I feel like he did a really good... I, I feel like I had the basics down, and this was a good, you know, every day looking at EKGs. Yes. Trying to see what the deal is. The daily um, practice you need to really reinforce that education. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I had a good time. What's, um, the, what's the best thing you learned about the heart? Something, I know that's kind of a general question over a month long, but does anyone think pop out when I say, what's the best thing you learned? Or what's the best thing you saw? The best thing yep. I learned? Yep. I think the most useful thing I learned was something that uh, I probably should have known already, but there, uh, there are there is guideline directed medical therapy for people with a with heart failure, um, and so going forward, depending on if I have patients that have heart failure, depending on kind of what their symptoms are, uh, um, I know right now I hasn't memorized, but I know that there are simple and easy, easily accessible resources that can make treatment. Um, of a, like a really scary disease, um, pretty straightforward. Oh, that's cool. So I think that's it, probably the best thing that I You learned. hadn't seen those guidelines like in an organized place before this cardiology? No, I don't think so. Well, shoot. Maybe Dustin Williams had a video on Send it. Send him to uh, me. I'm sure that he did. Because uh, sure. as you know, in one week I'm starting cardiology ICU, intensive care unit. So this is the intensive care unit for specifically for cardiology-heavy patients. Oh yeah, I'll send them. I'll send them right over. I'm gonna look like a pro, dude. I'm gonna have my bedside ultrasound down, my EKGs, my oh, what's that heart failure? I know exactly what to do <laughs> per the data. Nice, yeah, dude. You're gonna blow them away. 
So, uh, overall, you got to give it a rotation so overall, review. Other things that were nice, didn't have to work on the weekends, love it. <laughs> uh, I was working with a fellow predominantly, yes. and he was great. Awesome. Was fantastic. Um, uh, we had visiting international medical students, which is something that I've never experienced because we've been in COVID. Um, and that was really cool just to kind of learn from them and hear what their experiences were and how their uh, background and education differs from ours. Yep. Um, like these guys have six years of medical school, so they have way more experience than I do at this point. Do they have um, undergrad though? No, they go straight into medical school. Wow. Which I mean, do you do I use my undergrad not, on a regular basis? Not in the slightest, I would say. No, I don't even remember my timetable, dude. <laughs> do I use my undergrad? Not at, I major in croquet, so I don't use it. Okay, so those they have six years on us. Those are the other things you like: international students, no weekends. Yeah, uh, the attendings that I worked with are super knowledgeable and super, for the most part, super interested in teaching or trying to teach me, yep. um, even if I was occasionally not at um, a uh, high enough level of baseline knowledge for it to really sink in. Occasionally, uh, most of the time, hard to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not every single time, but, you know. Uh, I guess I would give it, on a scale of 1 to 10 stethoscopes, I mean, I'd have to give it 8 stethoscopes. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, exactly. That's how I felt every day going in. (laughs) Why not 9 or 10? Um, Why not 9 or 10? What's holding you back? Uh, I guess what's holding me back is um, it was oftentimes like, oh, go see the patient one time, write up a note, call up the primary team, be like, hey, this is what we recommend, and then never see this person again, never really. Oh, sure. um, Unless you go out of your way, never see, kind of check in on them. or Never see them discharge, never see any of that stuff. Exactly. Or transfer, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Overall though, you might be a cardiologist. T B D you're saying. Yeah. I can't can't be ruled out. You're gonna be a great doctor no matter what, no doubt about it. You're gonna start you're in Seattle. Do you can you tell the the listeners why? It's a secret. They'll have to tune in next week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got a hot hanger. We got a hot guest for next week. But we have an even better guest this week. What do you think about that? I'm excited. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I knew you were in Seattle, so I took care of the details. So what we got? I know you're zooming. What we got to do is you got to mute your zoom, mute your camera, turn off your camera, and call me. We're going to continue this conversation on right. the phone. Mute yourself. Here we go. Yo, can you hear me? Hello. Yo, yo, say something. Test, test, test. Oh, you sound clear. Okay. Right now. Great. It's unbelievable. It's really great. Okay, so uh, Santana Sanchez. We um uh, we have to call our guest now. 
Santana? Hello? Santana, can you hear me? Santana, can you hear Lily? Hello? Yes. Yes, I can. I can hear you. Yes! (laughs) Kevin, you are a miracle worker. (laughs) Okay, hit it. Hit it, Santana. I'll let you take over this one. (laughs) Hi, Lily. Hi. Thanks so much for clearing your busy, busy schedule to come onto the podcast with us today. Oh, yeah, of course. I was just uh, fishing in Animal Crossing and pruning my houseplants. So it's really super busy. Yeah, really important yeah. stuff, I'd say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lily, mm-hmm. Liz, I believe it. When is the last time you talked to either Santana and I? It's been a really long time. I mean, weeks? Right? Months, maybe? I was going to say years. Years, <laughs> probably. Okay. Well, Kevin, I think the last time we had a phone conversation was when I was in my surgery rotation. So okay. It was, it was snowing outside. So I guess that's. that's oh, that's right. You're right. Good memory, Lily. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last time you talked to Santana might have been when you guys worked on your poster together during first year of med school. <laughs> Yeah, and Santana's a no, but I've been citing his name and some stuff I've been doing with uh, that poster. So, by the way, Santana, thank you. You're in my... <laughs> yes. The legend lives I on. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lily, do you know that Santana and I live together now, right? I did not know that, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, best thing for me, worst thing for Santana. But uh, <laughs> we, when he moved in, I surprised him by... By framing our ECM posters, and they're up in our our um, office right Get now. Get out! No, they really oh are. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what does a like good clinic big? look like? Wait, what was your guys' title? I can't remember. Do you remember? I, remember. I think that's it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. What does a good clinic look like? How did you frame like the gigantic posters? Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, that is. Hmm. Is there any other art in your apartment, or is it just that? Uh, just, just that. Well, that's the only art. The other art is all uh, our other roommate, Francesca Pietrantonio. So, um, you know, oh, yeah. that looks pretty good. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only art. the uh, ECM art, though. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely. Not even close. Um, huh. Yeah, what was your guys' poster called? I can't remember. That is what it was called. What does a great clinic yeah. look like? Yeah. Yeah. Design I'm walking over right now. Designing a gender affirming healthcare experience. Oh. Boom. What does a what's a good clinic look like? Um all right, before we just keep talking about ECM from year one of med school, who's Lily Ward? Give us the rundown. Well, Lily Ward is me. <laughs> um, I'm a human. I'm a Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon. Uh, see, I fourth year med student, resident of Minneapolis, mother to two cats, lots of plants, love hiking, love piano, and biking. Wait, you and play piano I, at your apartment? Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have said that though, because because you you do instruments. I, I play piano. <laughs> what do you mostly? You're very talented. Well, most people don't care about piano. What are your cat's names? That's what people want to actually hear. 
and tell us about yeah, the cats. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, this one right here is Mary. Oh. She's very little. She's very sweet and very small. This is Percy. He's also very sweet and he's very big. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. Of, is it just lots is it, of fluff? Is it just you and the cats at the apartment? Um, Anthony lives with me, but he's not here right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. where are you from though? Originally, aren't you from Minnesota originally? I'm from also Wisconsin, actually. Oh. But then your so. your is it your mom or dad's a physician? They they're a physician in the Twin Cities, and that's how you ended up here, kind of. Um, you're close. My mom is a physician, but I, I went to undergrad here and my mom did grow, did grow up here, but yeah. So I went to undergrad at St. Thomas and that's how I got to the city and I fell in love with it and tried to stick around. Gotcha. Yeah. My mom's a, my mom's a ER doctor in Wisconsin. Um, in Wausau? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're going to start applying to residency programs in Wisconsin? <laughs> my dad just asked me that yesterday <laughs> yeah but we're not your dad we can you can be You're honest not. with us you can say no way in hell am i going back to wisconsin <laughs> i don't know man the political situation is tough yeah. i just you know i wisconsin has a social spot in my heart i love it but you know it seems like politics is really encroaching in medicine pretty heavily there so i just sometimes don't even know if i want to get involved you know like this seems like kind of a mess, but um, I mean, the Madison school is very good. I mean, the residency program is excellent, so I might apply and just see. Yeah. Right, and Madison, like every other metropolitan city, is a blue county, right? I mean, yeah, Ma fairly. Madison, blue, yeah. What, what county is Madison in? I can't remember now. Oh, I knew this. Question. I don't, though. Santana, how's your trivia? I have no idea. Well, uh, are you guys gonna try and go on Jeopardy? Uh, yeah, that one of you two. That could definitely be try. Santana. I took the test. I did terribly. I bombed it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I was I saw Jeopardy on TV the other day, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, I wonder if Santana's gonna be on Jeopardy. Yeah. I thought you oh, aced no. it. We had high I hopes. I let for you him. down. We had very high hopes for him. I had high hopes. I'm sorry. <sighs> Maybe someday. You gonna try it again? I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. The test oh, is fifty okay. questions, and you normally have to get like thir between thirty-five and forty. Saint Dad, how many did you get correct? Three. <laughs> oh no! That sounds like a U World I... scores. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my step two, step two sim one right there. <laughs> Absolute bloodbath. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually don't remember how many I got right, but it probably was around three to six or something. It was very difficult. Right. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. So wait, you're from Wausau, moved here to St. <laughs> Thomas. St. Thomas mm -hmm. has the best indoor mm -hmm. track around, right? In the, the rec center. The rec center? Yeah. That indoor track, that 200 meter track. Isn't that the best? I ran on the outdoor track. Oh, they have a new... Yes, yes, it's good. Uh, but the plebeians aren't really allowed on it. So I Oh, it's for like the, kinda... the athletes. <laughs> gotcha. They had a really nice outdoor track, though. I ran on that. Um, I trained for a race on the track, and I didn't know that you were supposed to like 
you know, switch up the direction you were running because I would just run at night. And so I developed like these weird calluses just on one side of both my feet from just running like clockwise for just miles and miles and miles. <laughs> yeah, you gotta switch up the the. the you gotta switch them up. You gotta switch them up, and then learn that out. Yeah, figure it out. But yeah, St. Thomas was great. And then um, how'd you pick the University of Minnesota there. Med School? Um, to be honest, um, I wanted to stay in the cities. That was a huge factor. It's just I really like it here. And then I wanted to go to a school that had a pass fail program because oh, so I was told, yeah, I was told by my cousin, like, you know, pass fail. It's just having that system just sends a signal from the medical school about so many things. You know, we, we care about your well-being. You know, we just want you to be a good doctor. We're not interested in ranking you that sort of thing so kind of a small selection of schools that do that and then that's the one that uh let me in so but lily what if i told you that our school went pass fail about six years ago at this point and then for four more five more years aoa continued to track our grades and and use them for their their entrance what (laughs) did you know wait 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 wait. i thought that was a rumor no, that's a real thing. Santana? Santana. We you guys re- are roommates. Aren't you just sitting next to each other? Or are you... You'd think that. Oh, I was on mute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was making tons of good comments, too. Rats. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wait. Okay. No, I thought that was a rumor. Really? Are they still doing that? No, they gave it up this year, finally. They gave it so- up. So have they been tracking my grades? Yeah, they were until they gave it up this year. Yeah, they were tracking all our grades. Well, get out of my business. What the heck? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. saying. That's so invasive. I'm like, it's none of your business. (laughs) Oh, hilarious. Thank thank you for saying that, Lily. You just made my day. Uh, and And then what are you thinking about doing for residency? Oh, family medicine for sure. 100%. Oh, I love it. It makes me so happy. Well, you did the RPAP What do you love program. about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit that up. Yeah, I did, I did MetroPAP. What do I love about it? Everything. I love everything about it. It's great. Okay. It's like, <laughs> sorry, what? What do you mean? I'm excited. You're not doing a residency interview right now, Lily. <laughs> I'm not. Um, but, let's see. I like it because, just so, you know, Okay, so I'll shoot off the things that everybody says. Okay. You know, wide breadth of things you can do. You, know, you see back pain and psych stuff and germ and all that sort of interesting things. You've got relationships. Honestly, though, the way I conceptualize why I love family medicine is I feel like there is, in every specialty, there is room for empathy. And I feel like in family medicine, you are allowed and given the space for a lot of empathy and having mm. that interaction with the patient. You can pour it into whatever you do in medicine, but you know, just the way that visits are structured in some specialties or you know, in surgery, it's just less room for that. And I feel like when I was in my family medicine rotation, I could just like engage in that human connection and feel like I wasn't neglecting the other things that I needed to do in that visit. Even That's more so answer. than even more so than psychiatry. So psychiatry is similar, but um, I get tired. Yeah, back to back to back to back. 
back-to-back psychiatry visits is just really, um, really hard. Sure. So I have to, you know, have some uh, visits in between that are a lot less traumatic, I guess, discussing trauma. Mm. And I, you know, I know the psychiatrists develop skills to cope with that and, you know, whatever resilience and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's psychiatry was just, it was a lot. Well, about you guys? family medicine will give you time to recharge in between those visits because you do a lot of just like straightforward stuff. That was the stuff I couldn't stand was like the annual really? well, the annual wellness checks where you're just like doing what's screening, when was your colonoscopy, you know, when, how are your vaccines, that kind of thing. Ugh. Oh, you couldn't stand it? I no. love that stuff. No. I thought it was so fun. You just chit chat. Yeah. That's perfect. That then. Yeah. Poke their foot with the filament. Oh no! It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like to me, it's like bumping into someone at the coffee shop and just having a nice conversation with them. Oh. You know, how you doing? What's your life like? Can you feel me stick your foot with this little fishing line? <laughs> you know? that, that actually, that empathy and bumping into somebody at the coffee shop—that's a really good. An honest, like residency interview <laughs> sentiment. So <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> I feel like I should do practice interviews because sometimes I say things and then the other person's like, "Wow, that was really blunt of you." Like, "Oh no, wait, no, what, what? Oh no, what did I say?" <sighs> Santana, what do you got? What are you thinking? I think we got to get back to the important topics. <laughs> Tell us about your island. My <laughs> island, an Animal Crossing. Yes. Wow. You really just opened up a whole can of worms. Okay. No. I have like 400 plus hours logged on Animal Crossing. It is intense. Now, to be fair, a lot of that is I'll just put it on in the background and I'll just have my little character looking out over the ocean with the noise in the background while I study. It's very relaxing. Okay. Okay. Um, The island is gorgeous. It's a five-star island uh, right now. I have gone through. Are you guys familiar with the flower breeding pattern uh, in Animal Crossing? Very minimally, zero okay. percent for me. <laughs> okay, so this is this is for Kevin. So in Animal Crossing, there are different kinds of flowers, and you can crossbreed them to make different colors. Hmm. And this was actually designed by geneticists, by by botanists. For the game. Oh, like Gregor Mendel, designed- who crossbred flowers? Yeah, yeah, like incredibly <laughs> complicated. Exactly. So, See, I know so my like, stuff. there are some that are, really, that are really easy. You know, it's like big A, little A, punnett square sort of thing. Okay, makes a yellow flower. But there's one, the blue rose is the hardest one to get in the whole game. And a bunch of geneticists, when they started playing the game, like put together this big collaborative spreadsheet and figured it out, like mapped out all the patterns. And so half of my island right now is dedicated to that right now. So it's like you cross a yellow with a let's see, yellow with a red to make an orange. You cross the orange with a white to make a purple. Cross that purple way with another, you know, and it's it's like you kind of keep track of it. And it's like six different lines and it's very fun and it's very um, nerdy. So that's what I'm doing right now. Gotcha. Santana. Some botany. Asking the hard-hitting mm-hmm. questions. 
Hey, whatever escape you can do from medicine sometimes, right? Like Santana, I've yeah. been playing a lot of video games this year after rotations, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what kind of games? Mostly, well, I'm pretty good at Super Smash Brothers, and Santana's still working on his game, but we play that a lot. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that characterization. <laughs> still working on it. But, uh, what's your go-to character? Oh, what's your go-to character on Super Smash Brothers? Me? Yeah, you. Link. Oh Link. boy. <laughs> button smash. <laughs> That's a D tier, Lily. I'm not good at it. I just button smash, and then sometimes it works out, and then most of the time it doesn't. You're invited to button smash Link at our place anytime you want. Really? Okay. Not during the next month, kicked. though, because Santana's in Seattle, and I'm going to be in Atlanta, so it's going to be a long, empty month at this place. Oh no. And for good reasons. Yeah. He's doing a sub-I in internal medicine. I'm doing a sub-I in internal medicine. I see you guys are both going into internal medicine then. You know it. Exactly. Very good. Nice. Um, are you still thinking about doing uh, geriatrics? Yes, for 100%. Ger- I love old people. Or hospice and palliative care. 100%. Yep. Um, yeah, wait, back too. to the hard-hitting questions, though. What are you doing right now in med school? That's our second topic always. What's Lily doing right now in med school? In this exact moment. I mean, not okay. Animal Crossing, but like, what did you just Animal finish? Crossing. What yeah. are you starting? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finished my step two dedicated. And oh. uh, yeah, immediately left uh, to go to the Boundary Waters for a week. Because that's what I do. Oh, nice. Um, and it was so lovely. It's so therapeutic. I feel so refreshed. Um, and uh, yes, we all are becoming a doctor this week, which I'm I'm actually looking forward to. I, I enjoy some of the sessions. And then doing primary care orthopedics, which I cannot explain how excited I am for. It is going to be so helpful. So useful. Bones are confusing, and I don't <laughs> know what the Lachman's test is. I do it, and I don't know what it is, and I'm just really pumped to figure out how to diagnose ankle sprains, <laughs> to be honest. I'm just yeah, that excited. seems critical for, for yeah. family medicine. For outpatient family yeah. medicine. That's awesome. No doubt about it. Yeah. So I'm super, super excited for that. And, uh, of course, just like everyone else, working on my ERAS, um, Oh boy! Congrats right. being done with uh, step two and the boundary waters. That is sick. Did so you fun. did you camp or canoe all the above? All of the above. All of the above. Yeah, we <laughs> we uh, let's see. we did six days. Two of them. One of them was just relaxing. The rest was portaging and paddling. We did a nice loop uh, through some lakes of cherry and ester which are two really pretty popular lakes beautiful cliffs and um some really hard portages there was i think the hardest one was there was no flat part it was just like 45 degree angle up 45 degree angle down 45 degree angle up and this path is very heavy dad can we please please next time not pack all of this toilet paper he packs, I love, he packs like 10 rolls of toilet paper for every trip. I'm like, Dad, if we're going to use this much toilet paper, I will, I will ask to go home. Right. If we're going to, if I'm <laughs> going through 
10 rolls of toilet paper in six days, I will ask to leave the boundary waters and go to a hospital. Right, you have viral gastroenteritis <laughs> at that point, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I have, I have um, a new world question. I have a giardia. <laughs> Did you, so you went with your dad? Did you also go with your partner, Anthony? Or? Uh, nope, I go with my dad every year. Oh. kind of our old tradition. That's really sweet. Yeah. I wish fun. my dad and I passed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. A lot of it is we spend um, debating about very controversial things and that's always fun but um i want to say i passed my navigation final exam i'm very proud of myself navigation final exam what is that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this year i was in charge of navigation so you get the map and you get the compass oh and it's like okay my dad didn't even check my work he's like you're in charge of it tell us where to go and so you know you get the compass you do the map thing and you coordinate then you plot out okay a little bit more due east that sort of thing and my final exam was was our last night it was yeah friday night and we had paddled really we paddled for eight hours really tired we wanted to try and make camp but we saw this early area in the map there's 10 campsites you know around this one bend so it's like well yeah no we're definitely gonna be able to find a campsite so it's getting dark we paddled around and every single one of them was taken and we were in the middle of this lake called Saginaw. Do you guys know the Boundary Waters at all? Nope. Nope. Okay. It's a huge lake. Really, really, really big. And the waves are always gigantic. It's like white caps. And oh. the sun had set. Oh. It's getting dark. And my dad said, oh, sorry. Sorry. He's eating a leaf. Stop it. Um, <laughs> God. He said, okay, well, here's, he circled this little teeny tiny island. He's like, okay, I know there's an area we can bushwhack, just kind of make our own camp, even though you're not supposed to. It's dark, who's going to get mad at us for that? And he pointed it out. He's like, okay, here's your compass, here's the map. Navigate us there in the dark. And I did. We got there. Very proud of myself. I was terrified the whole time. And I was like, oh, I think this is the right way. I can't see anything, but this is what the compass says. Oh, good. Yeah, but like that's more sense of accomplishment than like finishing step two, right? Like when you finish the boundary <laughs> waters, you feel good about it, yourself. It felt, yeah. I felt more uh, victorious. Yeah, you know after you did step it two, well. I just I more felt like uh, <laughs> I just more felt like a someone had let out all the air out of a balloon or something. It's like, oh God, it's done. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, after step two, I really appreciate like hammering nails into wood and like fixing windows. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> Just like more so than the like things of, that I could physically do, you know, like you can Yes. <laughs> you can portage oh, canoes, wow. you know. <laughs> yeah. Can see that you kind of made a difference. Thoughts. They're saying you empathized with the nail being hammered. (laughs) That's how I felt after me. No, no. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's also a good joke. (laughs) Okay, well, Lily, that's awesome. You finished step two. You had a great vacation with your dad. Becoming a doctor week. Then, what, orthopedic family medicine. The best. Mm -hmm. What's your controversial take? Let's hear it. Okay, I feel like you you can just spin the dial. I got a lot of them, and I've been trying to figure out which one. Which man, one's hottest? Oh, man, oh, man. I love to hear which it. Hottest. Okay. Hmm. Which one am I not most mad about right now? 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Okay. Which one no, gets you riled I don't know. up? Okay. Well, this is the big thing. Two topics. I'll start with the first one, okay? Okay. It's the less hot one, but it's the one that's more on my mind right now. Okay. The concept of American ideals and the bell curve. Wait, those are hand in hand, American ideals and the bell curve. Ideals, yeah. So Americans are obsessed with assigning value to the right-hand side of a bell curve. Let me explain. The way that I'm conceptualizing this is with step two and step one. Uh, The purpose of the test is to identify us on a bell curve, right? Yep. Yep. And we can all kind of agree that it's pretty arbitrary. And so what you have is you have scores that stratify us and then someone assigning intrinsic value to being on a certain percentile of the bell curve. It's similar to, you know, you can put anything on a bell curve. You can put the length of your fingernail on a bell curve. And to me, it's almost as arbitrary as saying, okay, well, we only want the people with the 97th percentile, you know, length of pinky nail or something like that. And I think about this in places like, and same with IQ. Like IQ was originally designed to help identify kids that needed more help in education, um, that needed extra teaching in order to get the education that they deserved. But what it was turned into was, oh, well, we can, we can quantify something, we can plot it, and therefore we can assign positive value to these people with higher scores. We can't seem to quantify anything in America or in Western culture without assigning value to it it's like it's everywhere and it's very frustrating so So your hot take is that uh uh these measurements of competence are a bunch of baloney yeah um you know passing i think is important we should be able to pass this test which is supposedly making sure that we know what we need to know. And I'll say, like, I have learned, I have learned a lot from studying some pretty useful stuff. You're going to forget um, it. <laughs> hush! <laughs> I will not. I will never, ever forget. I'm trying to think of something that I remember, and now I can't remember. So that's really... I want to pause for a second. Do you guys listen to Divine Intervention? No, no. Okay. No. Well, never mind that. It's a really good podcast. Um for studying for step stuff, I would just recommend it. But, anyways, I think that as long no as other pass, podcast wrecks on this pod, Lily. Yeah, we're gonna have to bleep that no out. No more. I'm sorry. Okay, wait. <laughs> just like tutoring services, maybe I can say that instead. Okay, but I won't leave this podcast and go listen to that one. Um, this one's more fun. I mean, I love Divine. He's great, but his podcast is not necessarily designed to be interesting. So it's good. To be high yield. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, but I think that if you pass the test, you know, okay, let me back up. Say a really competitive specialty like surgery, they want the best of the best. You know, they ask, well, without step, how are we going to stratify our candidates so that we can pick the best of the best? My hot take is that it doesn't matter. You could just randomly pick a handful of candidates and they'd all be great. I think of all of the people that I know in our class that want to go into surgery, they'll all be great. Yeah, they're like, all ballers. 
they'll, they'll all be awesome. They're good people. They're smart. Like they try hard. And my hot take is that you just randomly pick. And I think it would be stressful to some people, but at least it would be more honest because what we have right now is still a random selection. However, we're made to feel as if it's not random. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. a great take. Yeah. I uh, um, definitely hot. Not hot because Zantan and I completely agree with it. It's cold. Yes. It's ice cold. It's, cold. <laughs> it's uh, lukewarm and uninteresting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not I'm controversial. Kidding. I like it. It like that 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 you're saying in America, like Western civilization, in areas where a forced stratification, like a forced bell, bell curve is placed, is not helpful. Right? Like in sports you can't get away from it. Right? If somebody's more talented mm-hmm. at shooting free throws and they're high up on the bell curve. And that mm-hmm. is better entertainment. But when it's forced, like the MCAT or the the step one, step two, that's not helpful, right? Right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. You could say, you could say, uh, oh, your free throw percentage is in its 80th percentile. That might be just as predictive of if you're going to be a good surgeon as if your step two score <laughs> is in the 80th percentile. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. It's there's no like <laughs> right, right. Whereas right? somebody like, who's in 90th, 90th percentile of free throws is probably a good basketball player, right? Or like 95th, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. more well, likely to correlate. Maybe. I, I mean, really, I all it all it tells you is that you're in the 90th percentile of shooting yeah, free throws. Good point. Good point. You it's the same with IQ. Know how to dribble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not know how to dribble. Lily, what percentile on the bell curve? Because we want to bell curve everything. I think that's what your hot take said. Uh, are you at port- yes. portaging with fathers? What percentage? <laughs> 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 top 10? Top depends, 5? <laughs> depends if I have uh, enough granola bars in my system. Um, <laughs> see, I would say definitely 30th percentile because I'm very slow. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll be fair. 70th, I'll say. I'm slow, but I never fall down. Mm. Oh. Slow and consistent. And I only fell in the water once. Ooh, that drops you down a couple, <laughs> couple of rounds. I know. I dipped my butt. I slipped on a rock, and I dipped myself and the pack in the water. I'm like, oh, okay. Lily, it's so oh, nice no, to hear but... your voice. I sincerely haven't heard your voice in too long. It's I really like hearing you. Yeah, it's good to talk with you guys. Um, yeah, but that's be, ice cold, yeah. though. What's, what's your next hot take? Move on to the hotter. Oh, my God. You want the other one? <laughs> yeah. Ruthless. <laughs> Okay, so what I'm really mad about right now is diet culture. Diet culture. Keep going. Diet culture. (laughs) Diet culture is out of control. Absolutely out of control. Where do I start? So I I believe in health at every size. Uh, Are you guys familiar with that movement, that philosophy? Uh, Yeah, basically that BMI is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like the, that your weight does not correlate as strongly with your health as we currently think. Right. Yes. Yes. For sure. So one of the things that diet culture has gotten a hold of with BMI and the, you know, people calling it the obesity epidemic is if you are living in a bigger body, it used to be 
that, you know, you could just be shamed for how you look. Oh, you know, you don't fulfill our society's ideals. Now, with us attaching health to it, diet culture can use it as, oh, you don't care about your health. You know, we're just doing this because we care about you. We're just shaming you and your body because we care about you. And there's even one step further. I saw it on the Internet a few weeks ago and someone said, like, well, why don't you lose weight? Don't you want to be able to walk your daughter down the aisle? And I just got so mad because I'm like, okay, so now you're telling this person if you don't lose weight, you don't love your child. Well, first off, you got to get off Facebook, Lily. Come on. That's a cesspool. I hate Facebook. <laughs> That's a this cesspool. This is on Instagram. <laughs> you got to get off the Facebook Insta. Facebook is a cesspool. You got to get off the Twitter. Yes. The yes. Only this website is why camping is good, be... too. <laughs> no, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, for hundred percent. So they're, they're, instead of like shaming, just like oh you're fat, like the old school shaming. Now it's like, oh you're not taking care of your body, and we want you to take care of your body. So get on this diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have a little list actually. I've been keeping of the most ridiculous diets I've I've seen online. Oh yes, this is perfect. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> this one is the one of my favorites. The most recent one is the hot sauce diet. The uh, hot sauce diet. Yes, it's a hot sauce I'm diet young. where you eat a lot of hot sauce because it burns fat because it's oh. spicy. And like yeah. that is so not anything. Yeah, are these That's real? Nothing. Are, are these for real? Feel for the real? burn. This is real. I saw this. It was okay. like hot sauce diet. Like add hot sauce to your tea, and it'll oh. make you not want to eat because <laughs> you'll be so miserable. And also, it'll help burn calories. And um, I tried anyways. that one. You tried the hot sauce diet. I tried. Uh, I tried the apple cider vinegar once. I took a little Ooh. shot of it. And was like, that's atrocious. Absolutely not. Nope. Is that a, is that also a a classic fad diet? That was yeah. That was a while ago. It was like drink apple cider vinegar and it'll make you skinny. Oh, mm, the other one is um uh one of the one of the Kardashians. What's her name? The one with the lipstick company. I think it was Goldicott. Oh no, that's a Hi. that's a Cardassian from Star Trek. <laughs> oh my god, very <laughs> nerdy. Uh, oh, Kylie, I think that's the one with the lipstick. Company, okay, yeah, right? uh, yes, so, for sure. So she got in trouble because she was selling this skinny tea. It's called, and it comes okay. around. It comes around every couple of years. You see it. It's a it's a diet tea. It makes you lose weight, but it's actually um, senna. Oh. <laughs> <The> laxative. <laughs> oh, no. is, a, is a natural laxative it comes in a leaf and it's so this tea just makes you shit your fucking brains out <laughs> and she's selling it a skinny tea and i see this cross my dashboard on instagram and i'm like really laxative tea that's a thing again yeah. can people stop oh, no. that stop giving diet. people diarrhea making them pay for it it's like really <laughs> really rude <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's my one of my other faves. No, that's definitely a that's hot so take. Funny. I'll give you a little counter though, because um I'm not a diet guy either, right? You just the only way to lose weight is, you know, less calories than what you take in and put out, exactly, blah blah. But I did a whole thirty for thirty days and it taught me how to eat a healthy breakfast. And before that I d wasn't really eating a healthy breakfast. Um so I think some diets might give people tools on how to live just more healthy in general. What do you think about that? Define healthy. 
I'm curious what that word, what that adjective means. Well, like I was eating empty carbs, right? I was just eating like toast for breakfast before the mm-hmm. whole thirty, and then or like cereal, you know, like empty cereal, and then mm-hmm. whole thirty was like you should try a couple eggs and spinach every morning, and so mm-hmm. I switched to that for thirty days, and then I still eat like three eggs and some greens in the morning, um, mm-hmm. which is just like instead of like empty carbs, it's healthy carbs. And instead of like mm. bad protein is healthy protein. That's what I mean. I think that trying new recipes is great. I, I think that the whole 30, I've done the whole 30. Um, I had to end it early though. Cause I'm like vegetarian vegan and uh, just not like didn't do it. I don't know. Anyways, I think, I think what you're talking about is interesting. So the, so the term empty carbs, the way I prefer to think of it is fast energy and slow energy. So the egg and the spinach is really excellent slow energy. Those calories take a long time to be metabolized, you know. Instead of minutes, it's more like hours. Cereal and toast, you get that little boost right away, but it does run out within, you know, an hour or two. So I like to think of food as fast and slow versus empty and full because, like, let's say, you know, okay, so camping. I was portaging. Realized that I, you know, it was three, three o'clock. We hadn't eaten lunch. I was super, super cranky. And so I dipped this big granola bar in a jar of peanut butter because the peanut butter is, uh, it has a lot of sugar in it, granulated sugar. And that's fast energy because I needed that energy now. And then the granola and the nuts are slow energy. And so if you have a breakfast, a toast and juice is like, okay, well, I'm waking up in the morning. I need energy now. But then I also don't have time to have a snack, you know, in, in half an hour. And so I want this to continue on. That's my view on, um, that's not your question, but <laughs> that's a <tangent. laughs> I, I think that, I think that cookbooks can certainly teach you how to make recipes that you eat, that you enjoy the taste of, and that make you feel good. Instead of, instead of like crazy diets, basically yeah or even just trying to lose weight i mean i think one one story that i hear a lot that people connect with as well you know there's time in my life where i you know got really sedentary i didn't move a lot i ate a lot of chips and pizza and i felt like crap and and then i you know insert the thing i started eating healthier i started exercising and i lost weight and after was so much better and the question i ask is was it do you feel better because you lost weight or do you feel better because you started eating things that made you feel good and, and exercising, which increases your endorphins? Because a lot of people start exercising and start eating more vegetables, things that make them feel good and, and they don't lose weight and they still feel better. Yeah. Yep. So my, my kind of philosophy with it is, is taking the focus off of weight and more thinking about What's the composition of what we're eating? What is it doing for us? How do we move our body? Is it an enjoyable way? Is it fun? Is it sustainable? I love it because with these, uh, fat, these with diet culture, maybe you do the Kylie Jenner diet. Uh, you start drinking Senna, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you lose a ton of weight. You're gonna hate your life, right? It's gonna be You're kind so of miserable. We'll be potassium deficient. So miserable, yeah. Cool. You lost twenty pounds. Great. And you're miserable. And yeah. Miserable. You're in the bathroom twelve hours a day. <laughs> your eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. You just hit on it. You just hit on a kind of a key thing. It's like, sweet, you've lost weight, and you're so so miserable. And that's not. That's not it. 
That's not. No, that ain't it. I'm not sold. I just went on Amazon and got some skinny <laughs> tea. Skinny <laughs> tea. Oh my god. I can't wait. Ah. Can't yeah. wait to try it. <laughs> gonna. Well, have fun. Let me know. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna get so skinny. Yep. All that water weight and uh, <laughs> electrolytes. No, Louis, those are good takes. Those are those are both very solid takes. Very spicy, very hot. Because so much of America is set up on the bell curve and diet culture. I mean, so much of America. Yeah. Also, I like that that fast energy and slow energy bit. That'll be great for family medicine. I find that people find it useful and. And especially with talking about diabetes is really helpful because uh, it's way more helpful than just saying empty carbs. Um, Damn, yeah. I got to get that people vernacular out of my mm-hmm. vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another one that helps with diabetes, discussing diabetes um, with people is acknowledging that food has a more purpose than just um it's not just nutrients. It's about culture and love and happiness and bonding and family. And so trying to keep the joy in eating rather than making it this sad, restrictive, lonely process. Um, just acknowledging, yeah, yeah, this food, you know, it, it has a lot of sugar in it. And the purpose that it serves is to bring you joy. And that's okay. And we can have that. Um, you have to have some other stuff with it, too. But you can have that as well. I love it. Yeah, me too. You can be my family doc. That was pretty solid. We're pretty articulate. About <laughs> is that stuff. ethical? I don't know. What my family? I think yeah, so. Of course, uh, we're all going to be I'm colleagues. To... Yep, yep. I want to ask uh, Doctor Doctor Kaz Nelson. Do you know her? Never heard of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want her to. I want to ask her to be my doctor because I like her so much. But I feel like I can't do that until I graduate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Is she writing cool. a letter for you? Just go ahead and ask her. It's totally ethical. <laughs> Hi, will you write me a letter and also be my doctor? Oh, I mean if she's not <laughs> I mean if she's not writing a letter for you, then it's fine. <laughs> Should I send her an email on my school account? Yeah, Hi, will sure. you be my doctor? Do you have any openings? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like her. She talks about healthcare in a way that I jive with. And yeah, I like you more than uh other doctors. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Ooh, shade. I mean, I asked Debbie Powell to be my doctor, but she said no. So, I mean. <laughs> I get it when you when you click with somebody, you click with somebody. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. She said no. Oh, that's good stuff, Lily. Anything else before you go, or? No, I just hope that you guys are doing well, and I'm excited to see your smiling faces on Zoom. Uh, Santana won't be there. Unfortunately. (laughs) What? I know. Huge disappointment for everyone. (laughs) For our classmates. (laughs) You're going to have to write those, like, six makeup essays and read the five novels and stuff for missing the coming of Doctor Week. Yeah, got to put in that work. He's also going to just send in one of these podcasts and submit it as an assignment. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, my God. You know what? That's why yeah, we do what should. we do. <laughs> put the work in. Uh, but I'll see you. Kevin, are you going to be on yeah. Zoom? Good, I'll, I'll yes. I'll be there on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, I can't Good. wait. 
if if, uh, if we have the same uh if we're in the same class i'm gonna side chat you on zoom i'm always so scared i'm gonna accidentally send it to the big group yeah that'd be a brutal mistake for sure yeah i've seen it done before it's really awkward uh all right well thanks for making time for us lily yeah it's good to talk to you oh you just got really muffled for a second are you still there yeah, sorry, it's because I put my face on the couch. It's good to <laughs> talk with you. <laughs> Are we that boring? <laughs> I'm just looking I'm looking at the wind out the window. There are little honeybees pollinating the flowers outside. No way. There's honeybees yeah. outside of my window too. <gasps> Tis the season. Tis the season. Wow. And my honeybees coming over about nine PM tonight, so a lot of a lot of honeybees oh. around. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. Uh, all right, Lily, thanks. You're the best. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Huh? That was great. Wait a sec. You went on mute. Say it again. You muted yourself. Sorry. I'm blowing it over here. <laughs> I said Lily is one of the best. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Uh, she was so articulate, right? I know she's she, she was more did. articulate in those those twenty minutes than I have been in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that fast energy and slow energy. I was like, yeah. I was like empty carbs, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, diet culture. I mean, I feel like. Uh, that's not that's we probably just aren't exposed to that, you know. We're not a target demographic of a lot of that stuff. Um, well, well, also, we're both not on Instagram or Facebook very often. That's true. So, that's true. So, I'm guessing that is inundated on like Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, probably if we went on there, it would be more like gym gym bros yeah, yeah about, probably trying to get you know, you got it you got to get your macro brah yeah you got to work on your chin uh <laughs> get that chin chiseled uh anyways what are we talking about next oh yeah 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 sorry sorry shout out to lily what about our shout outs shout out lily ward shout out her cat rose and Percy. Yep, yep. I shout hope out to, to one her, day meet them. Shout out to her dad, great portage partner. Yes. Shout out to her partner, uh, Anthony. Shout out, Anthony. Uh, I guess shout out Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. Exactly. You think this? You think this podcast just comes together naturally? But we got phone calls. We got Zoom calls. We got we got sounders. That's Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. We got it all. We got it all. Um, but yeah, you know what's up next. Our, uh, our, our next segment, always after the, the guest, is Kevin's mm-hmm. Corner. <laughs> so loud. Was that Yay. so loud for you? No, not too bad. Oh, boy. Kevin's Corner. It's been a while. Oh, there we go. Yeah, let's, play, let's play that again. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's Corner has been a while. Kevin's Corner. No, what am I talking about normally? AOA. Step two. Yeah. Yep. Yada yada yada. I want to talk about my, blah 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 blah. 
Lily just got back from the Boundary Waters up north. <laughs> I want to talk about going up north to Alaska during Kevin's Corner. What? I haven't talked to you since I got back. So no. Kevin's Corner is just me catching up with my old pal Santana about Alaska. I love it. So tell me how this all came together. You know, <laughs> Alaska, not at the top of most people's <laughs> vacation destinations. Although I've heard good things. I think it is. I think it is at the top of a lot of people. We, we, uh, it is? she had, yeah, I think it actually is. Not mine. She had a, a third week of August off. So we knew we were going to go on vacation. And I was like, just, we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. And then top two ideas was going to Boston for a week or going to Universal a Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida, Universal Studios. Gotcha. Um, boom, Delta variant happens. It's hitting Louisiana, Florida, hard, a couple other states, right? Mm-hmm. Universal Studios out. Boston. No way. She said, we can go to Boston anytime. I went to school there. I went to PA school there, my girlfriend, Danny. We're not going to Boston. Let's go to Look at the look at Alaska. There are cheap flights. Actually, one of her friends told her that they're cheap flights, direct flights to Alaska. So she stole it from one of her friends. We looked, okay. and um, it is direct flights to Alaska. Very cheap right now to Anchorage. So, uh, so I think I told you this right. I had my mom and dad were friends when I was growing up. When I was like from like you know eight to eighteen, even less like five to fifteen, they were friends with uh, people who moved to Alaska. So I called them up. 10 days before we were bring, planning bring. Out, <laughs> you get it 10 days before we we're gonna visit i said hey guys can we visit and stay with you and use your car hang out old friends and they said yeah sure so wow. that's the backstory. we get up there guess where we stayed the whole week uh in their apartment or home wrong in their rv they have a gigantic RV that was Whoa. set up in their front yard. Electricity was running into it, and they're like, "This is where you're staying." Well, you know, we're not going anywhere, but this is your RV for the week. It was so awesome. Like you walk right in, there's a bath, full bathroom, full kitchen, queen size bed, kitchen table, counter, and it was just nice to have that like private area to ourselves too. Um. But it was since it was in the front yard, we could go in for lunch, go in for dinner, go in for breakfast, like go in whenever, right? We could, so we could be socializing the whole week, right? But Alaska was so awesome. The was it lit? Lit. <laughs> <laughs> Day one, we went on this like seven mile hike up this gigantic mountain. The beautiful, like beautiful views. Day three, we went deep sea fishing in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Did you see the picture of Danny and the fish? I, I did. Did she catch that? Did you see that or picture? That stage? Didn't it look like a monster, basically? It looked huge. Yeah, it looked like an alien. Yeah, it was an alien because it was caught in... It, it's a fish that swims 200 feet deep or like 300 feet deep in the ocean. It's called... A, what the heck? They also call it like a rock fish because it's like swimming the rocks of the ocean. And you oh, have to, wow. Basically, you know, like you reel, you reel a fishing line and then you... Uh, or you throw a fishing line and then you reel it in. Danny was reeling for like three minutes because it it's so deep. And the whole time, she's how like, do you know that there's a fish on? Because you can feel the tug. That's so crazy. Yeah. So she caught this awesome fish, and then 
this family that it was the son that we were I was staying with my mom and dad's friends. Their son also lives in Anchorage. He took a day off on Wednesday to take us deep sea fishing. And then him and his wife cooked the fish for us. Um Whoa. And we all ate it together on Friday, like the family dinner. That's awesome. Plus we caught hundred and two shrimp, so we ate a bunch of shrimp too. It was so awesome. You caught 102? Did you count them? Yeah, you have to count them. What? Yeah, Why? I don't know. He had us count them. <laughs> <laughs> you got to count them, dude. That's half the fun. That's half the fun you of catch. deep sea fishing. <laughs> count them up. It was just the best. It was just so relaxing. It was just... That's sick, dude. And they also took us like driving to a to a like mountain peak gold mine like glaciers uh just so relaxing it was so relaxing danny like took a nap every day had a couple glasses of wine at night like just loved it oh is it like always daytime there this time of year no no you sound like such an alaskan rube dude (laughs) an alaskan rube you you um on like the one when is the summer solstice? Call Alaskan's rube. When is the summer solstice? June twenty second or June twenty first? Now who's in Alaskan rube? <laughs> Don't even know when the solstice is. Those days are like mostly sunlight. Yes, but okay. Nowadays it's pretty. It gets dark for uh, plenty of hours, so we slept fine. Okay. Um, plus, the RV was so comfortable. We have a. Qu- they had a queen size bed in this RV. I mean, like it was wow. small walking space, but it had everything you needed for a great living. Um, and I want to go back. I want to go back for like two weeks. Uh, go to do do the Denali. You can do like camping and oh yeah, portaging, canoeing, all that stuff in Denali, like f- easily for a week or two. Uh, so uh, previously called Mount McKinley, now called Ma- Ma- uh Mount Denali. Yeah, Mount Denali. Yep. Yeah, McKinley was a punk. Everybody knows it. Exactly. It's like Calhoun, now called Madey McCon. Makaska, Bade Makaska. So, yeah. Um, and did you see the pictures that I, the, about, like, you saw the gigantic fish, right? Dude, Denali is 20,000 feet. Yeah. Pretty. Holy. Holy moly. Um, I'm gonna, uh, did I see, I saw, I saw some pics. I'm going to send you two, I want a live reaction on the pod of two pics. On text message? Yep. Just sent you one. Yep. All right. I'm opening up my text. What do you think of that first one? Live reaction. Describe what's going on. Ding, ding. It's a... Whoa! Is that a good reaction? Yeah, great reaction. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty small on here. Oh, my computer's going to... It's loading. It's loading. What? I don't know what to tell you. Grab dude. your phone, my man. <laughs> this is a beautiful photo. Wow, that's so sick. Yeah, we're on a mountain. So I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm seeing a mountain in the background. You know, clouds only going up halfway. It looks like maybe the ocean or a giant lake. It's a giant lake in the mountains. Kevin and Danny kind of ruining the scenery there in the <laughs> foreground. That Another was like, photo. I'll look on my phone. I'll that was a good phone. summary of, of, of some of our vacation. <laughs> it's a beauty. The other photo <laughs> is Danny taking one of her daily naps. It looks like 
Oh, just slumped over. Jeepers. Zoom in on Danny. <laughs> Zoom in on her face. <laughs> she isn't, I mean, it's not the most flattering photo. <laughs> say that. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, hilarious. There's a kid that looks very uh, concerned. <laughs> a small child. Without a shirt on, uh, it, who's that? This is also a good summary because a lot of some of our trip was driving around looking at senior like glaciers, mountains. So we would be riding in the back seat, Danny and I, sometimes with their grandchild there, and sometimes uh-huh. he'd be hot, and so he had to take off his shirt. And so, sounds <laughs> <laughs> like someone I know. So I'd look, <laughs> so I'd look over. Little Ethan would be topless. Danny would be asleep, drooling on herself, and it was like the perfect Alaskan <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Sounds lovely, dude. Yeah, I feel you nice and recharged, yeah, rejuvenated. Yep, I'm like Lily. I feel really relaxed and recharged, ready for becoming a do- ready to conquer becoming a doctor. Week. I love it. So that's Kevin's corner. Just catching up, my old friend on Alaska. You know, my some old- other stuff happened since we last potted. Some big events. Well, let me finish uh, Kevin's corner first. Hold on a second. Oh, Kevin's corner <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry you I were saying the there. <laughs> i thought this could be a continuation of kevin's corner oh uh you were the best man in your father's wedding yes uh very true we're talking since the last pod my dad got married on a saturday night huge second marriage uh he met this woman uh, her name's Suzanne, about three and a half years ago. And they were engaged, and then it got pushed back. The wedding got pushed back because of the pandemic. Um, but the wedding was at the Campus Club, University of Minnesota, and it was just, it went perfect. We haven't talked about it, right? It was... No, not it, at all. It was such a perfect wedding. It just, no hic- no hiccups. Everyone was having a good time. Because of the Delta variant, um, the wedding was moved outside to the patio of the Campus Club, but that was, yep. it was such a beautiful night. You, the, the the downtown Minneapolis skyline, um, people dancing, just people like loving just the party. Um, so the wedding was awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at some photos right now. It looks beautiful. Yep. But kind of messed up, dude. Kind of messed up that you're not in any of these. What's up with that? <laughs> the best man can't get a single photo. You know, What's I'm hoping on? for some new, uh, you know, residency application photos. My dad can't even send me one. <laughs> yeah, well, they have a, yeah, that's messed up. They um for everything you've done for him. Speaking of residency application photos, have we gotten those yet? No, I haven't. Have you? Uh, no. Have you? No, <laughs> I I haven't. Yeah, have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh no and you went in and got two sets is that right <laughs> trying you know one from the good side yeah, one from the one right from side. The bad side exactly um thanks for bringing that up though i was really happy for my dad him and his his, his now wife suzanne looked so happy um yeah dude that's so exciting uh yeah but anyways Speaking, um, speaking of my dad, that brings us to our next segment. Uh, you know what our next segment is, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. 
This is going great from from Seattle. This might be our last podcast ever. <laughs> Go out no. with a bang. Lily was great though. So, all right, let me. Uh, I feel like this is going really smooth. Okay, I don't per- know what you're talking about. Perfect, perfect. Well, it's time for the mailbag. Hello. Yay. Package for Mr. Squarepants. Great, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, you like delivering mail? It puts bread on the table. <laughs> oh, boy. Lorenzo would love that one, right? Yes, absolutely. Big SpongeBob guy. Shout out to Lorenzo. What do you think? Do you think Lily watches SpongeBob? Uh, do I think she currently watches it? No, did like growing like, up that kind of thing. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, everybody watched SpongeBob, dude. Um, but anyways, I was saying. Speaking of my dad, he got married a week ago from yesterday. Wedding mm-hmm. was great. Congratulations. Um, uh, as uh, the podcast, the mailbag question is from him. Okay. Jerry Gale. Yep. As a fourth-year med student, Santana, would, okay. you rec- would you recommend people go to the State Fair this year? Oh. Not, set aside your hatred of the State Fair <laughs> for one second. <laughs> Put your, yourself in the shoes of the average Minnesotan. Uh, great question, right, from ooh. Jerry Gale? That's a great question. I mean... I think we have to say up front, we're not qualified to answer that. Exactly. Fourth year med students never listen to our opinions on medicine yet. Never. <laughs> um, well, what, you are know, your thoughts? In- what, what are your thoughts? It's an individual decision that you have to make. Um, well, I'm not going. No way. <laughs> you can't. Because uh, it's boring. It's <laughs> Put yourself in the shoes of the regular <laughs> Minnesotan Santana. Uh, I don't know. I would. When does it start? It's starting soon. It starts right? on Thursday. Oh boy. Okay. I would. I would be hesitant to go. You know. Um. I guess it, the majority of it is indoors. Or I'm sorry, outdoors. Um, so that's less risk from a coronavirus standpoint. You know, if it were a big, huge indoor event, I would say definitely don't go. Right. Right. Um, but it's like huge, enormous crowds of people. Um, I don't know what their mask policy is going to be, but, uh, I doubt that they're gonna, I mean, like it's a giant outdoor event. I don't think that it's going to be super strict that doesn't really seem like a state fair kind of policy and also how would you police it um and with the delta variant which we already talked about previously yep flying around everywhere um i would be concerned about um getting uh getting covid and spreading it to my friends and family that would be my concern. Um, for to some to to talk about some things you brought up, a the state fair is encouraging um, masks, but they're but they're not requiring it, right? 
Right. So they strongly urge to wear a mask. Um, so, uh, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, that means people aren't going to wear the mask if they don't want to. Right. So keep that in mind. And then two, uh, Delta variant, right? COVID numbers are up in Minnesota, just like everywhere. ICU yeah, numbers are up. Um, COVID's popping off. Yeah. I think I just pulled up a, a Star Tribune article um, two days ago. They have right now the COVID numbers. A hospitalization for COVID in Minnesota reached 477 on Thursday, up from 90 on July 14th. This includes wow. 125 patients in the ICU intensive care because of COVID, complications of COVID. So COVID, Delta variant has hit Minnesota too. So that's yeah. the backdrop of this this question, right? Would you recommend it? Right. So you're saying no? I'm saying no. I'm saying, well, <laughs> I'm saying it's not worth the risk. Uh, not worth the risk. Especially because it's boring, <laughs> it's lame. <laughs> you go there, you stand around, you eat a corn on the cob. Just make it at your home. Make some corn at the cob at home. Can I make sweet those cookies at home, Santana? No, there's no chance. Actually, you could... I think you can. I think you can get the cookie dough. At the... <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be the same. Not the same. I'm going to counter as a fourth year med student. Don't take any of this, you know, to heart. But I yeah. think if, you, you know, like Lily was saying, you got to have joys in life, right? You can eat that sugar every once in a while to have joys. If people take real joy and satisfaction from attending the fair, you can go and wear a mask the entire time, except for when you're eating. And when you're eating, you can give yourself space from other people, right? You can find a picnic table somewhere, a bench somewhere. Um, and that being true and being vaccinated, I really don't see it as like a, a huge health risk any more so than going to target masked up. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I would say definitely go, if you're going to go for sure, wear a mask, I guess, ideally wear an N95 mask or KN95. Right. Uh, just because they've been shown by studies to be much more effective at blocking the particles. Although neither one is a, you know, neither one of them are magic or perfect. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. It isn't that much more of a risk uh, than going to target. Although you're usually not spending like 12 hours at Good your point. target. Good point. And there's, you're usually not Unless... in close quarters with hundreds or thousands of people. Right. But I'm telling you, so <laughs> I'm yep, telling God. you, I'm going to the fair on Thursday morning, right when it opens, because there'll be less people, because mm -hmm. I'm vaccinated, because I'll be wearing a mask, and I won't be going in the indoor areas. I'll do everything that's outdoors, and I will find safe places to eat the food. All right, dude. So I guess we're going to agree to disagree on this one? We'll agree to disagree. I don't know. I'm... I am getting freaked out about the Delta variant, though, so maybe I'm biased. Also, I'm biased against the state fair. I don't think it's worth it at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of the average Minnesotan, unlike somebody, right. you know. <laughs> it's called empathy, right, Santana. <laughs> you heard Lily. <laughs> you heard Lily. Yeah. <laughs> I empathize. It'll be back in the future. It's not going anywhere. Just oh. relax. 
so funny. Um, so that's from Jerry Gale, the man who got married a week from yesterday. He wanted the recommendation from the two uh, fourth-year med students that he knows. So I'm saying no, Jerry, don't do it. I'm saying you're saying yes, and be make sure you're vaccinated and make sure you're wearing a mask. And when you do eat, eat in responsible areas. Just be safe about it. Be smart about it. Yeah. All right. I buy it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know why you're pausing because this is the end of the mailbag. And at the end of the mailbag, I always play the mail sounder. This is Jeopardy and a mailman. The U.S. mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mailbag. Uh, That's the podcast. This is a record podcast. Not only is it the most miles between us, it's the longest podcast we've ever done. No way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the final edit should be a little bit shorter. You know, you'll cut out all the nope, all the all the technical difficulties. I will. I will. <laughs> Good stuff, though. I say this was seamless. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with all the barriers, we did it. The <laughs> podcast survived. All right. Well, that's that's it for us this week, everybody. <laughs> Like we say every week, a, a bird, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. bush. <laughs> See ya.